Welcome everybody to They Cast from the Coast. My name is Adam Oz and I'm joined as always by Josh Lambert and Tim Johnson. Thank you everybody for joining us today. I just wanted to take one minute to first off say, if you like what you're about to watch, hit that subscribe button. If you're looking at us on YouTube, if you're checking this out on the podcast and platforms, don't forget to subscribe and share everything out. Past that, Tim, what are we talking about tonight? We are going to continue our old school trek. And we're going to visit a brand of movies that I've been trying to push on this show for years. We are talking about a Hammer classic, 1958's Horror of Dracula. Stay tuned. All right, Tim, give us the synopsis, buddy. Jonathan Harker begets the ire of Count Dracula after he accepts a job at the vampire's castle under false pretenses, forcing his colleague, Dr. Van Helsing, to hunt the predatory villain when he targets Harker's loved ones. There was a lot of big words You spoke it very eloquently. fancy words. There was there was <laughs> like an assessment. Like an assessment. <laughs> that was great. Um, okay, so uh, a little bit of a departure from the story. So one of the big things about this story, this is as you said, the Hammer variation of Dracula. This is where it starts with the Hammer films. They produced many, many, many Dracula movies over the years. Post this, Christopher Lee in the title role, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is their version of the universal Dracula film. It takes a lot of the story from Bram Stoker's Dracula, mixes in some of the universal variation of Dracula, and comes out with its own flavor of things. Interestingly, this is one of the times when what they did was they utilized a lot of the same characters, but started switching out their roles in the universe, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They switched they it shook up. it up. Could... Like an ant farm. <laughs> so, yeah, so in this case, we have Jonathan Harker. So it has nothing to do with uh, real estate, purchasing property, moving around. It isn't a another no. European country versus London in all of its ways. It's all like an interconnected European area. Um, we come to find out that Harker, working with Van Helsing, knows of vampires comes into the quote-unquote employment of Count Dracula 
to research Dracula and to potentially disperse of him. Uh, you know, and to clear up the quote-unquote plague of, of vampires in the town. And uh, falls falls victim to Dracula and his bride, as it would be. Or one of his brides, his ladies. Um, it's an interesting take on it. And, uh, and then further to that, we have, uh, it's not Mina Harker, uh, the one that's betrothed to him. It's Lucy. Homewood, who's betrothed to him in this one. So there's a little bit of a switch up of the characters there. I like how you say I'm trying to use them, big words. My betrothed. <laughs> you know, speaking eloquently. <laughs> so, so the story is very familiar, but it also changes things up just quite a bit here. Another quick assessment I'm going to make on the story here, too. <laughs> going to make an assessment. Make an assessment. <laughs> this... When, when, when anybody sits down and watches the Netflix BBC Dracula that came out back in like 2020, this is what they fucking yep. updated. It isn't the universal Dracula. It is this. And oh, it's, it's absolutely. interesting. It's interesting absolutely. that they took the, the, the hammer films version of Dracula and updated it because it comes right down to like the final scenes in this movie are at like the long table in the dining room with the curtains being pulled down and all yeah, that shit yeah. straight out of this fucking movie. Yeah. Sure. So, so I was very intrigued by this because this is one of those things like I've always watched parts of hammer films, but much like what you had said before about some of them to me, yeah, the like I never really just kind of sat down and watched the whole yeah. thing. And, and I, I guess at that point I never really knew what I was missing except for the fact that there was something just overly familiar about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what I have to say on it. Anything you guys want to add about the story? Let's talk about stories or the characters. Throw your two cents in there. Um, to me, as much as I love the Bella Lugosi Dracula, as iconic as it is, if I had to pick two Draculas to fight each other, I think Christopher Lee's is better. Um, I feel like Christopher Lee played it much more like a monster. Well, let's like a man. Let's just break it down. So Christopher Lee adds a couple things to Dracula the Pelagos he didn't. One, he's got fucking big old gnarly fangs and like he mm. will fuck you up. And yeah. two, he's sexy. That's like one of Dracula's like Number one thing. Hey, be like Bella Lugosi's nothing to shy away from. He had a dashing quality to him. He did. He absolutely did. He was unconventionally handsome. D there's a difference you know though saying? between unconvention unconventionally like, handsome and like damn right Christopher Lee sexy. There's that's I will agree with Josh on that oh, one. Yeah. But no, 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 I I I I agree too. But like the thing that I I, I really liked about this this version of Dracula was. Um, he had much more of an evil presence to him. Like when you when you watch the the the, the universal one, um, I just I, I find that like he was very in the shadows and very mysterious and all this. But like fucking Christopher Lee's is straight up like I'm a fucking monster. Like that that one one part where um, they're in um, like uh, the study and he's yeah. the iconic ah, yeah, his eyes yeah. are all bloodshot and shit like. He's a fucking mon. Like, I love this version of Dracula a lot, a lot. I think it's um, a lot because 
uh, sorry to interrupt, but I think it's a lot because uh, the Lugosi, we see him so much as a, you don't know, like the characters don't know that he's a vampire until much later on. And this one, they don't fuck around. They're like, no. boom, there he is. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much right out. And uh, I, I don't, well, and I mean, I, I, I just feel like, you know, Christopher Lee has much more of a grand presence when he's in his scenes, like on top of the fact that, like you guys said, he's 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 dashing and handsome and all that. He's tall, dude's bigger than I remember, and like he's just he's just an imposing presence and um, much more what would conjure in my head as what Dracula would be. And I, I, that was one of the things that I can say in a positive about the, the uh, BBC Dracula was they picked a really mm. good guy to play Dracula. Um, and I mean, I, I found that there was parts in that BBC one that he reminded me of Christopher Lee, even right down to the, you know, with the, yeah. the eyes and stuff. Right. So um, I, I feel that as iconic as this one is, it's kind of like, when you look at people playing the Joker, right? Like, yeah. like you look at Heath Ledger's Joker and who's going to fucking, or no, sorry, Jack Nicholson's Joker. It's iconic. But then like 10, 15 years goes by and someone else comes and kind of looks at it different. And it's like, holy shit. Like I didn't think of that. And you know, that was kind of what Ledger's Joker was. And I feel like this is kind of the same thing. Like icon iconic, Bella Lugosi set the standard, but then Christopher Lee, like, took it further. Good way right? to think of it. Well, like I was telling you guys earlier, like, for me, when someone says Bella Lugosi, I immediately mm -hmm. think of Dracula. <clears throat> but when someone says, think of Dracula, I don't immediately think of Bella Lugosi. If that makes, oh, makes perfect sense. sense. Like, if someone says, picture Dracula, I picture Christopher Lee. Do you think, do you think, I, I, I hope that this is uncovered in trivia time. But I, I'm almost wondering if that's why George Lucas named him Count Dooku. Could sure. be. Sure. Dracula, hey, Count, Count Dooku. Sure. It's good, good possibility. Mm -hmm. And it's a Count D for sure. Count, Count D! D. <laughs> That'd be my porn name. <laughs> That'd be my porn name, Tim. <laughs> Count D! Count D. <laughs> you can always Lock count. D. 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 Um, so, so I'm just going to go back to one other one point that we were making there when when we were saying that he's a very imposing guy. Like the moment that he picks up the bride creature, like the you know the female vampire, she's a fucking rag doll in his arms, man, and it's really her too. And he just picks her up effortlessly and walks off with her. I'm just like fucking a man like that was impressive the way he just fucking manhandles her walks out the door i was i was simply impressed by that one little piece and all i could think to myself was he came across powerful you know what i mean yeah mm. yes yes yeah that's what i'm trying to say like there's yeah. a he's imposing like, <laughs> yeah, that dude that's dracula what did you guys think of harker because I, really I like the harker yeah i I think it was very uh, well cast and well acted. Uh, for me, Jonathan Harker was always like this kind of meek, tall, you know, he's going to eventually succumb, so you don't want him to be too imposing. Mm. 
Uh, come on, Peter Cushing. Van Helsing. Yeah. This this Fucking is my Van ultimate Helsing? Van Helsing. He now. really had. Tarkin was yeah. Van Helsing before uh, this. Yeah. No. This this is my Van Helsing now. This is this this. Yeah. Because because you remember what we were talking about? How uh, Van Helsing? Josh said like you know he always looked at him as a professor mm-hmm. or an older right. guy or what? Like. It's almost like it's Sherlock Holmes that fights vampires. Yes, exactly. And I feel that watching this this time, because I've seen this movie multiple times, um, watching this movie this time, after what you said, Josh, Mm -hmm. oh my god, yes, that is Van Helsing. That's not Hugh Jackman (laughs) being a fucking Wolverine with a hat. That's not Van Helsing. No, it's Sherlock Holmes with a... Well, the best part is when we're first introduced to Cushing as Van Helsing, he's got a fucking presence to him too. So he shows up at the little pub, the inn pub. And he's very meticulous and he's, you know, removing his gloves and he's looking around and he's, he's got this awesome fucking air about him. And he's just like, you just want him to say like, you know, I'm looking for somebody, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, he's just like, he's, he's got this fucking awesomeness to him. He's the dangerous aristocrat. It's my favorite trope. Yes, but he's on the good side. So it's, it's the good good dangerous aristocrat. And it gets even better when, when he finds out about Harker and, and it's like, that's it. And he goes back and talks to Lucy and, and the doctor and everybody else. And he's, he's sitting there and he's got his notebook He's got his one leg over the other and he's listening to the recording and he's making notes. And I'm just like, this man's fucking learned. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he, he'd like, he's, he's got the big fucking brain on him. And, and once again, everything that he's listening to isn't like, you know, hearsay. It's like de facto fucking knowledge on vampires too, which is really cool. Cause it adds a whole nother level to how did he get to this point? I almost want to know more. What happened? Like what happened to Van Helsing and yeah. Harker that started them on this fucking journey of just wanting to demolish vampire culture in real life. I like it. Can I can I can I say one of one of the the scenes that I I, mm-hmm. I really liked? So, dude is down in the crypt and he's fucking staking Oh yeah, yeah. Chick, right? And you yeah. see Christopher, right? And he's like fucking looking around, and then he looks up, and like for whatever reason, Christopher Lee's up at the top of the steps, and I went out loud, "Oh <laughs> shit!" Yeah, that's what I, I was like, when you I was talking. Fucked up, Parker. Like, like, oh shit! And he's just standing there, and I'm like, and it it, it kind of reminded me of like Batman, like that yeah. kind of like the bad guy turns around and like he's just standing there in the cape, like. He, yeah. he cut a very good yeah. silhouette. You know what I mean? Like it so, was, it so was... I, I had to laugh at that scene too because I, I love that scene as well. The first time, and I kind of went back and I rewatched it to kind of get a better feel for it because the first time I was like, okay, well, Dracula was in his crypt thing, you know, his coffin. Yep. And then, fast. like, he looks and he's not there and he looks up and he's coming through the door. And I'm almost like, what was the point of him coming through yep. the door? And then it dawned on me. He was ready for shit. Dracula basically went sneakily up the stairs, locked the front door to the fucking castle so this motherfucker ain't getting away is what it is. He was preparing. <laughs> it was like, 
I thought he went up to he get his cape. Too, right? He got up, he went up. Oh, and, like he, had and he, he, washed, he washed his face. He didn't have yeah. the fucking yeah, blood yeah, trails yeah. anymore. Yeah. He got up, he, he got his, his regal cape on. He's like, all right, I got some, some and podcast. Now, and now to make to my fucking entrance. <laughs> entrance, yeah. That's like what purposely. It is. But see, the thing is, just like I, I feel like I, I, I do feel that a lot of people like absolutely, you know, appreciate you know the awesomeness that is christopher lee but it's like you start thinking of all these other characters he could have played mm. now right like just say he was the age like i could see him as fucking darth vader i could see him as like like any batman villain you know what i mean like you know like it's just my mind's going it's like this guy is just predisposed to be awesome bad guys and like kind of scary oh, absolutely. Shit, right you mentioned it earlier, but one of my favorite scenes is when he's sitting there with like the gramophone and he's going through like the rules of the vampire. Yeah, yeah. Josh, Josh loves rules. rules. Oh, I love it. I'll just <laughs> I'll just say this it. about Christopher Lee, just to kind of add on to what you're saying. Like Christopher Lee's badass. He's like the Chuck Norris in reality. They got like fucking lists <laughs> of shit that this guy has actually done, not just fucking Chuck Norris yeah. stories, right? And the one thing that I always love putting people onto is around Christmas time at like 92 years old, he recorded a death metal Christmas album yeah. and it's well, he was fucking the, amazing. Uh, one of them progressive metal bands. Oh yeah. <laughs> the fuck is a progressive metal band? It's where they, they, uh, I, I don't know the exact, but my cousin Brad, put me onto it before they basically just and it's like it's it's like this fucking like hard fast metal but the the vocals don't necessarily match the type of music that you would associate with hard fast metal yeah he doesn't sound like he's like a norwegian death metal band screaming his head off he's got the loud booming christopher lee voice norwegian death metal band but it's Christopher Lee, you know what I mean? Like it's fucking awesome too. Yeah. You know, hearing him sort of come It was just fucking awesome sounding, right? Like it's really cool. I put a, I put a, I put people onto it every year. It's great. It's funny too because I, I'm such a big fan of him. Anyway, um, I often get into arguments: who who is better, Christopher Lee or fucking. Um, Vincent Price. Oh, and I love both. That's hard. I that's love hard. both of them. I love it's like the both American of them, and but British I love them for different reasons. Of awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, someone was saying that, like, I guess originally, this is what I heard, but originally the rap section of Thriller was considered to go to Christopher Lee. That would have been cool, too. Because, like, because I guess Vincent Price was busy or something, and uh, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I, I love both, but yeah, I really hope, I really hope that we talk about the plethora of other Dracula movies Christopher Lee started. We'll probably smatter those in there somewhere for sure. You just, you just saying no, that? No. Cause... <laughs> We're gonna get off this podcast. I'm gonna be like, "Don't ever, drop don't you ever game. fucking do that again." Know your I place. Am the cast. I am the show. Yeah. I am. 
Oh All my. Right. Josh, <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say about this movie. Yes. Very well. Uh, <laughs> my first viewing an uh, entirety of the Dracula Hammer film took place April 18th, 2021 at 6.48 p.m. Uh, my first note here is that I really missed the generational boat of when a nice suit was just considered casual attire. We are such fucking slobs in 2021 that we just fucking walk around in jeans and a t-shirt. Peter Cushion fucking walking around in his nice velvet red suit. Fucking dapper motherfucker. Holy ass yep. for a brandy at the tavern. <laughs> that is class. He's fucking awesome. Uh, first impressions of Harker are very good. He's a tall, meek man. I get that impression from him. He meets what I think when I think of Jonathan Harker. Because, like you guys said, there's there's got to be at least 50 renditions of Dracula on film. Or more. Yeah. 50 good ones, probably, at least. 50 watchable ones. Uh, Lee was such a magnificent actor, and he really doesn't get the props he deserves sometimes. Uh, was Librarian his role in the novel? I've seen him as a caretaker, an accountant, a real estate agent, a lot of other versions. What was it in the novel? He was he was a real estate... No, wait, he wasn't, because in the original novel it was Renfield that was the real estate guy that went over and yeah. and was turned. Yeah. Harker was... He was just an aristocrat that, that was living yeah. over in London when Dracula came over and Dracula stole his betrothed uh we get that famous christopher lee vampire fang shot we got it a lot earlier than i was anticipating i thought that was going to be kind of like that final reveal but to, to see it that early i was like okay I'm, I, we're actually going to watch a movie of dracula being a vampire being a badass it's that this version really doesn't pussyfoot around dracula is a vampire and in the first 15 minutes he shows you he's a vampire uh, I said, oh shit, Harker, you've been tagged. You want to know what's funny? I'm legit, like, just kind of skimming through it on YouTube, because I found it on YouTube. And you're right, Josh, it's 14 minutes and 43 seconds where he's revealed. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Uh, this guy is taking the whole my boss is a creature of the night pretty well, I thought. Uh, come to find out later, obviously, he knew all along. Uh, and then I wrote, so wait, uh, quote, sent, sent out to what I intended to do and Dracula. So at that point, I realized that he kind of knew ahead of time that he was in for. Uh, I wondered, what is the mythos between the wooden stake? Why is it a wooden stake through the heart will kill a vampire? Is there any sort of religious connotation or something with that? I don't know, but... Anybody know? I'm going to look uh, that up. Yeah, I'll Tim can look that up, but, but just to put my point on that, a wooden stake would kill fucking anybody <laughs> not just a vampire so it's like my my only my only problem with the vampire trope was yeah. oh they're a vampire the only way to kill them is to put a wooden stake through the heart well that doesn't prove shit because even if they weren't a vampire and they were human they're gonna <laughs> fucking die anyway so yeah but if you were to come out a vampire with something else something to else. the heart yeah, okay. it wouldn't kill them yeah like you could drive a rapier through their heart and it wouldn't kill them supposedly uh you done fucked up, Parker. Dracula was target number one all along. What the fuck were you thinking? The fact that he walked past Dracula is like, oh, yeah, there he is. I'll get to him in a minute. You fucked up so bad. 
uh, uh, Peter fucking Cushion. The reveal was so dapper, as Tim put it. Uh, I His reveal was such commanding when he walked into that bar and asked for the fucking uh, brandy. And then uh, the poor bar wench is definitely going to get herself fired. She's dropping all this info to him, giving him the diary yeah. and everything. Okay, uh, found it. If you want to know, or do you want me I'm to I'm very curious as to the mythos. What is it? It originally started as a traditional uh, superstition about vampires in Christian countries. It is believed that vampires were spawn of the devil or the devil himself. So by using right. wood, which is what Christ was crucified on, you're piercing the hearts, hearts kind of, of the monster with Jesus as some sort of divine metaphor. It relates back to Christianity. That's what I kind of... And they thought. can't resurrect... Um. Yeah. Yep. That's 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 what it is. Which which yeah, plays to my favorite part of the of the Netflix Dracula, where he was describing why crucifixes are a problem for him, <laughs> just because of the bullshit that Christianity has dealt with. All the you know what I mean? It was hilarious. Yeah. Go ahead, Josh. Um. I I was really off put at this point. Uh, Van Helsing just tells him that he died and like couldn't tell him why. It's like man. It really not that hard just to make something up. Be like, yeah, he fell off a fucking horse and broke his neck. Like, there's lots of ways to die in this era, and you just go in and you tell the poor fucking parents, oh yeah, he's dead, and we can't tell you why. Not very smart. Or, or you could just tell the uh, vampires again. My favorite scene at this point when he's sitting there with the gramophone and he's kind of going through. He's he's telling the rules. I said seven rules at the first, but we only get to hear three. Uh, the first is light. They are allergic. It is fatal. Two, uh, garlic repelled by the odor. Three, the cross, the image of God, good over evil. Uh, the crucifix protects uh, the normal human and identifies the afflicted. So that's an important distinction that I make, the crucifix versus a cross. Mm -hmm. So at the end, when he's got the two candlesticks, that shouldn't work. That's not the crucifix. Just like that, going like yeah, that. Yeah, that doesn't work. That's silly. Uh... I fucking love Van Helsing's red velvet jacket. It's so sharp. The fur? I oh, I the... loved it. I would own that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Not gonna deny uh, it. Dracula's at large out there banging <laughs> Parker's fiance. Ah! Uh, whatever happened to fucking servants and maids just doing their damn job? This lady straight up dooms her by fucking opening the windows when she was explicitly told not to. Uh, I wrote, the cross does more than repel. That puppy is a red-hot poker for a vampire. Mm. Uh, has there ever been a vampire movie that tried to explain the rules with science? Like some sort of fucking bogus pseudoscience? In instead they tried to of, do? Uh, like, religion and, and, and yeah. Yeah. I, I don't... I don't know if there ever was. Probably. I kind of wanted to see one. And then I remembered Metachlorians. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Maybe we don't need it. <laughs> mm. uh, so this one states that the bats and wolves are more of a fantasy and not something that Dracula possesses power over or can transform into. It's just kind of lore and fantasy. Mm. Uh, people just need to stop being butthurt about vampires, honestly. At, at the end of the day, they're just a step up in the food chain. Like, Sorry, humans, you're not number one on the food chain. There's vampires. You know, don't get your panties in a bunch. Just stay away from them. Uh, 
Dracula is the master cuckold. He just goes around banging everyone else's wives. Uh, the mortician is like Mr. fucking Magoo. He's stumbling around down in these coffins and he's bumping into stuff and he's like, oh, watch the stairs. You know, someone fell down here. It's like, it's two steps. Chill out, Mr. Magoo. <laughs> I love the dramatic reveals in this film of everything. Whenever there's any sort of reveal, it's like the trumpets blaring and the yep. drums. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, it's great. Uh, what was up with the screaming owl? So she's clearly screaming from getting, like, bitten, and Buddy looks up and it's just an owl going, <laughs> I don't know. Weird. It's art. It's uh, art. Okay, Van Helsing. That's three now that have died under your watch. You might want to remove expert vampire hunter from your resume at this point. Uh, blood transfusions to save a vampire. Never heard of that workaround before. I don't know if that's ever been used in any other ones, but... No. Uh, very clever, leaving the cross in the coffin, so then Dracula can't rest in his, uh, soil because there's a cross on it. I thought that was pretty clever. Um, when he goes to slap that maid, that was so weird. Like, I get the impression that's going to be a trivia time thing, that Peter just really didn't want to slap her. They had to add, like, a slapping sound effect or something. That was yeah, very it was weird. really awkward. Uh, the poor gatekeeper was just trying to do his job, and they kept knocking down his gate. It was pretty... I like how it always cut away. Why was... Yeah. Why was Dracula burying her alive? Was that just, like, full-on vengeance? He's like, well, this fucker's got me, so I'm going to bury his wife, little... Dick. Fuck her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I don't like about these older movies is that the monsters are so underpowered. Like, they're... Like, fucking Ben Helsing straight up wrestling with Dracula. Dracula's supposed to have the strength of, like, ten men. And I said this well, last time about Frankenstein. I feel uh, like it's... It's it's more of a mentality of the time. Yeah. Like, people, people are so... They need to go to a movie. It's like now escapism right and they want us <laughs> overcoming the odds or whatever I think what happened and I think we'll see this if we continue to watch these older films I think there's what is like a power creep so as the films slowly generate further they make Dracula and Frankenstein a little more stronger and stronger and stronger until we get to the point now where we see them as these ultimate forces of power and they can knock a man over with one arm and send someone flying across the room with a bat mm. of the hand mm. Uh, I wrote, holy fuck, now that's a cool way to end Dracula. Him crumbling in the well, sunlight. Well done Very effects cool. for the time. But I also, I also like done. how the, all, it, he, he basically gets away. Because the mm. dust goes out the window, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he gets away. And that's the whole Dracula shtick. You can kill him a million times, but he's just going to come back because he's Dracula. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned this already, I really did not like the candlestick cross. I said the rules explicitly are the crucifix, not the fucking letter T. And but I think that was to the... be fair, to be fair, those were some cross-like looking candlesticks when he fucking put them together. And I think, I think what it is, is it's the intent. He's invoking God in his mind right. when he's going like that, right? Like, I'm a soldier of Jesus, right? So, like, that's... Yeah. That's what, because I mean, really, they're all holy uh, symbols of Christianity, right? Well, the that's holy all it relic. Is. Yeah, it's but I mean, 
Yeah, but that's like holy you water. You can't just have a fucking super soaker full of pests and be like, oh, this I is mean, holy if, water. If, it doesn't if it was kill a vampire. Really. Holy piss. Yeah, holy yeah, but piss. That's, it wasn't. No, it's, but what I'm saying is, I think it's the fact that he's invoking the same. Yeah. It's you know it's I mean? it's all about the holy view ability of the situation. That's all it yeah, is. Of course. It's probably, in fact, yeah. that if you really dig down into the mythos, it probably comes down to the fact that the crucifix is probably more potent because of the imagery, but the cross mm. is still something that invokes. I yeah. I'd, I'd believe yeah. that. Josh, is that all you had? Ah. There's some good notes. There's some definitely good so. notes, yeah. Hey there, it's Deborah Voorhees from Friday the 13th, Part 5, and you are listening to They Cast from the Coast. Um, yeah, you, you had a lot of good points on that, man. It was, um, <laughs> it's pretty badass in a lot of ways, the way that they, that they put this out there. So let's talk about something that you kind of almost ended your notes on there. It, it was, it was pretty badass the way that he quote unquote died in this movie. And uh, yeah, the, the, the BBC variation that came out just like last year really harkens to that. Um, for its time, I thoroughly enjoyed those special effects you know, having them crumble oh, up definitely. and it wasn't, it wasn't um, extremely perfect, but it was like all practical. And, and it, and it was like perfect cuts. So it would like show a little bit and then it would cut to, you know, Van Helsing and then cut back to it's decayed a little bit more. But what was up with the little eyeballs? <laughs> when Sinking he's in. like all crumbled and he had these little tiny in. eyeballs. Yeah. No, they, they were, were shriveled. <laughs> yeah, shriveled, shriveled up. and shrunken. Yeah. That's right. Um, but no, I, I loved it because I mean, I mean, we'll just go back to the fact that we just watched a movie there the other week that was from the, you know, was it from the seventies that had some of the shittiest fucking special effects we've seen in a long time. And here's a movie from, you know, 15 years prior to it. That was like fucking blows it out of the water when it comes to the amount of work that they put into it, you know? It, it was good looking shit. It was good looking shit, and um, and that's another that's another kind of rule of vampires. When you kill them, they kind of go back to what their age is. Mm, I guess good point because when he staked her, because when he killed that young lady, she turned into like an old woman. So when you killed Dracula, he turned into an eight hundred year old person, which is a pile of fucking dust. <laughs> which is a pile of dust. That's right, and uh, and. Yeah, and, and there's some other decent effects that were in this movie, too. Like, you know, the bites and the blood and the simplistic. His fucking fangs were dope. I love I love his the simplicity of his fangs. And <laughs> it's always kind of funny because one of my favorite little simple stupid effects in this movie is when Van Helsing gets the female with the cross on the head. And it burns her. Yeah. But it's one of my favorite, it's it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, probably like second or third favorite scene, is when she's going after him and all of a sudden the fucking trumpet's horn and the fucking hand comes into the screen with the thing and she goes, and she like looks right at it and it's, it's so fucking quick and there's such an overacting to it, but it's beautifully done. You know, yeah, it was just, yeah. it, was, it was perfectly timed. 
And then he ends up basically fucking smacking her on the forehead with the fucking cross. And she ends up like burned and shit, right? Imprinted with it. And it was, it was good. It was good. All right. Um, Tim. Oh, I got his attention. So that would mean that it's probably time for Tim to regale us with details such as bits of trivia. Otherwise known as Trivia Jam with Tim. Just me grumbling and mumbling, I guess. I don't know. All right. Ooh. There's a bunch. Christopher Lee only has 16 lines in the entire film. The cape worn by Christopher Lee was discovered in 2007 at a London costume shop during its annual inventory taking. It's been missing for 30 years and is believed to be worth upwards of $50,000. Lee was contracted to verify or contacted uh, to verify its authenticity. That's dope. I love when people find things that are I guarantee lost. at auction it would bring in more than 50 grand. Oh, probably. I mean, way but I mean, just just the significance of how much yeah. it's oh, worth yeah. being appraised. Yeah, no, it would be. Dope. It would be. Uh, in 2007, this movie was selected for preservation by the BFI, but it wasn't until 2011 that an extended print, including a longer version of the disintegration sequence, was discovered at the National Film Center in Ooh. Tokyo. Uh, in the U.S., the title was changed to The Horror of Dracula to avoid confusion with the classic Dracula from 1931. This was a real concern since Bela Lugosi's version was still being booked into theaters until shock theater package of classic universal horror movies was released on television. Apart from the assorted snarls and hisses, Count Dracula never actually speaks to anyone other than Jonathan Harker throughout the entire film. Mm, yeah. Christopher Lee only has seven minutes of screen time. According to Sir Christopher Lee's autobiography, he received only $750 or euros for his portrayal of Dracula. He also states that this movie eventually grossed $25 million U.S. Great boss. Peter Cushion did all his own stunts. He insisted on doing so against the studio's concerns that he might injure himself or someone else. This includes <laughs> smacking. <laughs> smacking, uh, what's the actress's name? Uh, I lost it. Uh, smacking the, uh, the actress uh, six times before being yelled cut. <laughs> uh, he what? also did... He, <laughs> He hit that woman six times. Cushing. Who? Peter Cushing. So they so they filmed him doing it six times, <laughs> okay. and then finally yelled cut, and yeah. just kept the best. And that was the cut they took? Yeah, and he also did the stunt where he leapt over the banister as well. Dope. Uh, this, <laughs> this is the first time Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee are top-billed in any theatrical film. The last would be The Satanic Rites of Dracula, which was from 1973. Uh, this film takes place in 1885, the same year Doc goes, or Marty goes back to save Doc in Back to the Future Part 3. 
Top build, Peter Cushion turns up 25 minutes into the movie. When Jonathan Harker meets Dracula, there appears to be a statue of Pazuzu, the demon from The Exorcist. What? Yep. Where? Uh, when Jonathan Harker meets Dracula. Oh, that big griffin? With the big old boner? Uh, Pazuzu. Uh, when Jimmy Sangster was writing the screenplay, he immediately he admitted that he hadn't considered making the film a tailored-made vehicle for Peter Cushion and Christopher Lee. <laughs> oh, I'm glad he did. Van Helsing's recording machine was an Edison wax cylinder phonograph. Maximum recording time was about two minutes. The original wax cylinder machines were developed by Charles... Tainter and Chinchester Bell, uh, a first cousin of Alexander Graham Bell, and were named Gramophones after Bell's famous cousin. Edison sold his phonograph uh, company, then acquired it, developing a longer plane, more durable cylinders, and louder machines. Van Helsing's machine is an earlier model which was constructed around the, the year 1889. This, by the way, is a continuity error because the film was set in 1885. The same year <laughs> Marty goes back to save Doc in Back to the Future 3. Uh, when the film was shown on British television in 1987, many scenes were trimmed down for the broadcast. Most significantly, the, the scene where Lucy Homeward... Uh, Homewood is staked. Harper Bazaar's list horror of Dracula as one of the best British films, period, of all time. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely up there. Uh, although it was uh, thought that the horror of Dracula was the first time vampires were featured with elong elongated fangs in the film, six years earlier, a Finnish film. Uh, Featured longer canines on its main characters. It was released in 1952, entitled "The White Reindeer." Never, yeah. never heard of it. Uh, this movie's included in Thousand and One Movies You Must See mm -hmm. Before You Die. Fair. Christopher Lee would not play Dracula until eight years later. This was such a huge hit internationally that the following year, Christopher Lee was hired to go to Italy and essentially recreate his Dracula character for the Italian comedy Uncle Was a Vampire. Okay. Now, the iconic use of the two cross candlesticks to form a makeshift crucifix was suggested by Peter Cushing, who thought his character had used too many regular crucifixes in the story already, it also suggested that his character had run across a long dining room table to leap across the closed curtains, tearing them down, exposing Dracula to the sunlight. And it was to increase the action. Dope. The, the body count in this movie was five. During the exciting climax of the film, when Dracula throws Mina into an open grave, he is dug for her. A stump double playing Mina was heavier than Christopher Lee had anticipated, and he <laughs> fell into the grave with her. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> they should have put that uh -huh. in. It would have been great. <laughs> uh, according to uh, Ted Newsom, special effects 
technician Les Bowie, uh, Bowie, Les Bowie, was proud of the backlit eyes effect used in the prop head of Dracula's decomposing face during the climax. The little shriveled eyes. <laughs> the little eyes. The little, the little he tiny was proud eyes. of that, Tim, and you were mean to him. Yeah. Uh... Last one, Christopher Lee hated the contact lenses, uh, inciting that if he doesn't take these things out of his eyes, he's going to go blind. And that nice. Is time All right. Okay. Go ahead, Josh. I have two. I'm thinking either the eight years since he played Dracula again, because that doesn't seem right to me, or the fact that they filmed that slap scene six times, because that is ludicrous. There's no way they filmed that six times. I'm thinking the slap scene or Pazuzu. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Pazuzu. Okay. I'm so going I with threw... it six times. Yeah. You're going with Pazuzu. He, he's it, going with Pazuzu, and I'm it's, going it, with the... that. That that's in the. Movie. I never noticed Pazuzu in the movie. One hundred percent true. Yeah, yeah. Like I noticed Griffin, something, but I, I didn't see Pazuzu. Josh, Josh, you're part right because okay. I threw, I threw two. I got you. I, I threw two of them in there. You threw the deuces. Threw what was the, the other one? The other one was the very Contacts. last one with the fucking contact lenses. Oh, <laughs> but the slapping. Um, it, I I took took part of a trivia. Um, Peter Cushion did do all his own stunts and was adamant yeah. about it. But then I thought about adding <laughs> just because Josh would mention it in there. There's no way there were just... six scenes and that was the best one they got. <laughs> Cushing's better than that. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that was a very That's good trivia charm with Tim. I hate that Josh gets them right away. Like I, I want to know. Like, is it is it the context of the the the, the trivia? Is it, one, is it? Am I giving tells? Am I you not? You do. You give a lot of tells. Like for example, that one you didn't know the name of the actress, and I know you're reading it off the page. Well, well. First <laughs> off, I kind of clued in some I, of that. Yeah. But the only reason yeah. why I was thinking about Pazuzu was because, like, I mean, the ex the Exorcist came out much Pazuzu later, like and yeah. and the whole reference to the fact that you know from the Exorcist appeared in this movie, I was like. It it didn't read right to me, really. so you know what I mean. Like, no, I will read you. When Jonathan Harker meets Dracula, there appears to be a statue of Pazuzu, the demon from The Exorcist, nineteen seventy three. Yeah, so it just it, it reads almost like they're saying. By the way, the creature that was in The Exorcist later showed up in this movie, and that's 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 the way it kind of reads to me. But it's like, but this movie happened before. That's yeah, but right. this movie came out first. Yeah, yep. this movie. Oh well, first. it was a good trivia time. So with that, all right. Well, next time Josh won't fucking know. Next time Josh won't know. We'll see. All right, back. gentlemen, it is time to give our final thoughts on this British horror movie. Josh, let's start with you. I love this movie, and like I said before, when I think of Dracula. I think of that iconic scene of the fangs with Christopher Lee going, ah, like that. When someone says the old Dracula with the widow's peak and like, and they're not talking about anything modern. That's what I picture when I think of Dracula. And I don't want to take any of the living away from Bela Lugosi because he played Dracula just fine in his own way at that time. But 
his name is more synonymous with Dracula, I feel. And with that being said, uh, Christopher Lee's Dracula is almost everything we see in these uh, retellings. So in Bram Stoker's in the 90s when they did the BBC and everything in between, uh, Dracula as we see it is this imposing, you know, swarthy, sexy kind of get up in there and dangerous, the dangerous aristocrat. Like, that's Dracula. And so much of that is developed from what Mm. we see in this film. And everything about it was great. You get some excellent tellings of the rules. You've got the amazing Peter uh, in his role. And that is, just like that is Dracula, Peter Cushing in this role is Van Helsing. That's what I picture. I picture the older professor that has all this knowledge from years of studying, maybe ran into some vampires and he has some experience fighting them. But I don't see him as like this badass, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, just out there killing vampires left and right. That's not how I see him. Um, with all that being said, with the effects being what they are, with the storytelling being so on point, the pacing on this one is incredible. There was never a point where I felt the pacing was poor. Uh, unlike a lot of the times when we see a film this old, uh, I got to give this one full marks. It deserves an X without a Nicely doubt. done. Nicely done. Tim. Tim doesn't have to quit now because I said right at the beginning of the show, if Josh doesn't give this an X, I'm leaving. Tim, you, you may stay <laughs> and, uh, and give us your opinion on this movie. Um, I, I agree a lot with Josh. Um, I think this is one of the greatest fucking vampire movies ever made or Dracula movies, I should say ever made. Um, Christopher Lee, like everything that I said earlier, like it was like, I'm I'm looking at it like people who've played iconic characters before. Like it's just easier to say Joker with Bela Lugosi's original Dracula being Jack Nicholson's Joker to this being more the Heath Ledger Joker with like it's like these different people are giving giving the same character who hasn't changed in the books um, new life and different variations um, he he absolutely like I don't want to say he outshone Bela Lugosi it was just different and it was a much more this is the Dracula for 1958 as opposed to 1931. You know what I mean? Um, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the subtle differences from the book. Um, like Adam said earlier, I like how they took the characters and kind of rearranged them and stuff. Uh, Peter Cushing, fucking Grandma Tarkin, killed it. Killed it. And it, it's funny because anytime I've ever seen Peter Cushing, I immediately, being a Star Wars fan, think Grand Moff Tarkin, and now it's like, damn, he's fucking Van Helsing, like, um, and I, I feel like it's probably my favorite portrayal of Van Helsing to date. Um, I also thought it was cool that uh, Michael Groth, um, he played Alfred in the Tim Burton Batman movies. Um, he he was in it as a fucking um. Yeah, Lucy's brother or whatever. Yeah, um, I I I love this movie. I love the atmosphere of this movie. I think Hammer movies are 
are fucking amazing and they need to be bigger than what <clears throat> they are. Like I know that there's a following for them. I wouldn't I, I'd say it's bigger than a cult following. Um but I I feel like Hammer Studio films are 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 different than like a lot of the American movies. Um just a different sentiment, like different well, the fact process. that the the timing isn't an issue with the Hammer films, like they are in these older films, they still stand up with today's standards of what yeah. keeps our attention. Yeah, like they can be something you could put on cable TV now, and people would have no problem watching it. Whereas someone who wasn't emotionally invested in watching the original Dracula, if you put that up on cable TV, it's not going to get the ratings that it would. Exactly. Um... And you bring up a good point. This movie felt very timeless. Obviously, if they were to make it today, doing the same thing, the special effects would be better. Um, but I think for, you know, um, a 1958 movie, like, you know, Dracula's death at the end was yeah pretty good. It wasn't bad. It wasn't as corny as it could have been. It did what it needed to do. And then it just ended. You got credits, right? Um, I liked it. Um, I'm absolutely giving this an X. Absolutely giving this an X. I liked it before. I enjoyed it the multiple other viewings before, but like this time, I like. I feel like I watched it and just fucking absorbed it and appreciated it. After watching all the other like you know older movies, like I just I ate this up. I fucking love it. It's gonna be in my rotation. I'm gonna try and actually like find a blu-ray or a dvd something on the internet amazon i'm gonna look right now but anyways i give it an x awesome dope <clears throat> okay um this movie in a lot of ways for me outshines the universal bella lugosi dracula um, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because like, you know, everybody's already said it, so I'm not going to, you know, get into it too much. Right. But you've got the original and then you've got something that just does it in a much different way. Fuck it. Sorry. I found it. $29 Amazon prime. <laughs> I have it by Thursday. <laughs> and the cover's dope you too. Right Anyways, ahead, I'm sorry, Tim. Adam. Go right ahead. Um, the, the movie's wonderful. It's, it's one of those ones that. I had to sit down and watch this in two sittings because I got interrupted the first time that I was watching it. However, I didn't just stop and then pick it up where I left off. I was enjoying the fucking movie so much. Over? I started it over, you know, they, like the, and that goes to tell what this movie's like. It was my first time fully sitting down and watching this movie. It was a very familiar movie. That's the thing. I knew what was going on. I knew the story. I knew the nuances to it because it's part, it, it's, it's broadened out into culture and, and this was brought up a couple of times already, but it's almost like this is when somebody thinks of the, the, the nuances to a Dracula film, it's almost like when they go to mention something, this is the version that they're probably picking parts from unknowingly almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, 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 the quick <laughs> with the fangs, the, the yellow eyes, the, 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 uh, the, the turning into dust, the, you know, staking them and they turn into older people, you know, like they turn their age, you know, the fact that it's badass, <laughs> you know what I mean? Plain and simple. And Van Helsing is a badass in this one for sure. The, everything about this movie screams 
that this is what pop culture really started to look at Dracula as a vampire, and, and this is where things are coming from. It is a shame because the context of Hammer films, unless you're a horror fanatic or you really do take a lot of love of cinema, Hammer films almost have a a nature about them that people assume it's automatically just low budget versions. You know what I mean? They they think, yeah. oh, the Hammer version of that, it's just the low budget British version. But in reality, they were making their own versions of these movies that were in a lot of cases fucking surpassing what people expected from the original. So totally dope. Um, I look forward to seeing more hammer films because as I said, I've only ever really seen pieces, bits and pieces and parts of, but I've always had a love and respect for, you know, Peter Cushing and, and Christopher Lee. This is the kind of stuff that we need more of for sure. And more people need to sit down and take the time to watch and support these old movies. I, without a doubt, am totally claiming this as probably my favorite rendition of Dracula himself. At this very moment, this is de facto for me. X, all the way. De facto. Triple X, guys! Dirty. Dirty. <laughs> what did I say my poor <laughs> name was going to be <laughs> earlier? <laughs> Professor D. Professor D. Count D. Count D. Triple X from Count D. Triple X. Oh, that's great. Count D. All right, guys, it's been a great conversation, but I'm sure everybody's just waiting to go on to the next episode that we have already produced. So with that, thank you very much, everybody. Once again, take the opportunity. Check us out, Misunderstood Our Company, on YouTube. Like, share, and subscribe. Take the opportunity to check us out with all the audio versions of this show that we produce on all the major podcasting platforms, including but not limited to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Music, etc, etc, etc. Like, share, and subscribe. We're also on Patreon. Open up your hearts and your wallet. Tim needs that little bit of coffee fix to get through his day. And until next time, Josh. You know, talking about the Bela Lugosi phenomenon and thinking of Dracula when I hear his name made me think it's a lot of actors. You say Jack Nicholson, I immediately think the Joker. But when you say the Joker, I immediately think Heath Ledger. Just think yeah. that's neat. It's very just true. neat. Very good associations. Tim. Stay safe and stay spooky. Every single one of you. <laughs> Out there. Until next time, keep it creepy, everybody. Good night.